Hello, this is Tuesday Morning Lana. Um, last night after we finished recording the pod, we got the alert that the Supreme Court is essentially ready to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, and we're devastated. Uh, it's a tough day. It is a tough day to be an American, let alone a woman. Um, if you have any extra funds, we encourage you all to donate to an abortion fund. Please, uh, it's gonna be bad. Um, so if you have it in your heart, and if you can find a spare $10 in your wallet, please, please donate it. Um, we will have a link to abortion funds in our Instagram bio, um, and we'll try to make it as easy as possible for you all to donate. This is really shitty. Um, and we know that this is going to impact Black and brown women who are poor more than anyone else. Like, let's be very clear rich white women will still have access to abortions, which is why these abortion funds are so important. Um, so yeah, just head over to our Instagram bio um, and we'll have a link for you all to donate. And on a lighter note, I present this episode. I hope it's a little bit of levity um, to help you make it through this day. All right, you guys, you should be thankful because what did I just do? I stepped away from the holiest day of the year. I stepped away from the Met Gala red carpet so that we could give you all the content that you need, the content that you deserve. I mean, only Atlanta coming back could pull us away from the Met Gala. Absolute facts. Like, who needs the Met Gala when you've got Lay Archive? And or Lay Bay. Lay Bay. With that, I am Lana Williams. And I'm Cassandra Corey. And we're starting. We're starting. And it's only fitting for us to start with the reason that we're here today. And we love you all so much, but like, were we inspired by the content that Bravo was giving us for the past few weeks? Absolutely not. Were you inspired? I was not. Yeah, it's been very lackluster. But our girls are back and better than ever. Like, Atlanta, five minutes in, it's like you're rejuvenated. Your whole life is different. You've woken up from this slumber. And we enter this motherfucking dance studio with Kinda. 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 Kinda, Kenya, and her 14-year-old dance partner. That's a child. Like a literal child. And she keeps being like, oh, he's so attractive. Like everyone's like, he's so hot. I'm like, he's like, he's like 25 years your junior, ma'am. It's kind of terrifying. I'm he like, looks like Brooklyn's babysitter. Ma'am, we've all seen Law and Order SVU. Like, Mary Kay Letourneau, you're going to jail. Stop it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Someone tell us how old this man is, but like, I'm sure he's of age. I'm sure he's like he's a fresh a, 22. He's a young fella. And she's like smitten. 
truly. And let me just tell you that that man will not refer to her as kin. <laughs> that little boy <laughs> is not going to be calling her kin. So maybe it's for the best. I don't know. That man is also just trying to collect his check from Dancing with the Stars and get a second check from Atlanta. He's not, he's not like interested in Kenya Moore. No, go for him. He's probably from like Utah and is like now on Dancing with the Stars. They're all from Utah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like all of them. But I think that we need to pay homage to the one, the only, Marlo Patrice Hampton from St. Petersburg slash Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> when she introduces herself and then the producer says, Marlo, don't act brand new. We know who you are. <laughs> Which is so perfect. I couldn't ask for a better introduction for someone who has been waiting and waiting and waiting for her peach. More power to her. Did you see that she had her like peach party? Were you on her socials yesterday? No. She had like a party with Fallon was there. Sheree was there. Fallon? Yes. And Dr. Heavenly and Dr. Jackie. And they had this like private dinner with some other people. And she had like little peaches signed by her. It, it was like very Marlo. It was great. You should get eyes on it. You know what? I mean, if Marlo can stretch dating Ted Turner 10 years ago and make it last this much, like she deserves the world. I need her to teach a class. Yeah, we're definitely going to get a deep dive on Marlo's finances because they they have laid the groundwork in this first episode. Like, nobody knows where Marlo's getting this money. And then she's like, oh, it's like archive. And they're like, that's not it, babe. Like, <laughs> Okay, so let's just, first of all, touch on lay archive. She spelled it wrong. It is not the proper <laughs> French way to spell lay archive. But she has created this Lay Archive brand, um, which actually is kind of low-key genius. I see the bigger picture, mm -hmm. um, but the fact that it's just clothes that she owns and she wore is a little wild. So you all, for those who are not familiar with Lay Archive, Marlo has started this business where she is essentially renting out her closet. So it's all of these like designer pieces that she's collected over the years and she's renting them out to people in the quote unquote industry um, to use for the day. What'd you say it was 25%? Mm -hmm. The rental fee was 25% or something like that? retail? Yeah. Which is hard to determine. It, it wouldn't even be retail because it would be resale at this point. Right. So whatever. I digress, but she is at the same time making a name for herself. Like when she was talking about her bigger goals about wanting to do styling and costume design, it makes sense, especially with Atlanta being like the black Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it's this new enclave of Tyler Perry movies and these like little pop-up studios that are doing these black films, I guess. And the occasional Hollywood production 
comes into town for sure. But it's putting her name on the map. And she had big names at her launch party. Angela Simmons? <laughs> big name to me. Yeah, no, I mean, she's doing great. It is, I think Candy's point was good because Candy was like, but like it's a real limited number of people who can actually rent. Like she's a very tall woman. Six ten, according to Candy. <laughs> so, so it's hard. It's like a very specific person who can fit this clothes without tailoring these custom clothes. And none, it's not, I don't know how it's going to make her as much money as she's talking about. I just think Marlo is doing some stuff. Like Marlo got that's the best way to put like, it. She's doing stuff. She, you know, stuff. like she's got a lot of money. It cannot be this billionaire money still. It is like something she's got something going on. Or is she still on his payroll? Or is she still on his payroll? I mean, she there there must be a continual influx of cash. Maybe she invested really well. Maybe things are paying out well for her. Maybe she bought Amazon stock early. Like, I don't know. But there's something happening that is funding this lifestyle and all the things she's buying for herself and her and her um, nephew kids and her, right? I love her as a Monty. I love the Monty. Like, I love that she took them from eating McDonald's now they're eating apples. <laughs> we love that they're eating apples. And spinach omelets for spinach breakfast. Spinach omelets and apples. <laughs> She's like, okay, if you don't want any fruit, you can have an apple. And the little boy goes, that is fruit. <laughs> like, I love them. She makes sure that they're up and they're ready to greet the day. They're in public school. Also, fuck Kenya. I know. Let those kids be in public school. Marco was like, are you? It was already a moment where she was real irritated because they were talking shit about her. She obviously spent a lot of money on this party. The public school comment wasn't necessary. Also, like, look at the amount of people who have done well. I don't know what the Atlanta public schools are like, but there are plenty of successful people who have gone to public school. My children will be going to public school because I refuse to pay those prices but also like she lives in a nice neighborhood in atlanta right. I, I think that she's in buckhead i think i think she's one of the few that's actually in atlanta so i think it's probably fine i mean we know that like other people send their kids to public school but atlanta. i think that's the thing most of the that cast of characters doesn't like riley wasn't in public school all of the married to medicine kids aren't in public school yeah, but wait, aren't uh, I don't know. I want to <laughs> say Tanya's kids. No, there was a whole thing about Tanya had kids. Never mind, not her. Never mind. I thought from delete it. Delete it. <laughs> I thought there was someone from Mary to Madison whose kids were in public school. Were in public school, and there was like a conversation about the neighborhood. Oh, um, uh, Toya. Toya. Toya's kids, mo they moved from Buckhead to, like, Alpharetta. And when they got to Alpharetta, they were in, like, this Christian, like, private school. And they were, like, the only black kids. I see. Like, that was what. 
that conversation was. But I don't know if before they were in public school or private school. All right. Either way, public school's <laughs> fucking fine. It yes, was not it it's not fair to come at her for having these kids in public school. Who would have also like not done well in private school after coming from where they came from. So whatever. Anyway. Side um, we'll delete it all. <laughs> but she came in guns blazing when they came to this event, tried to make fun of her. She was like, no, excuse me, Drew, you have a French roll in your hair. Crescent <laughs> roll. Drew also said like, oh, can I borrow one of these dresses? And she said, are you still in the industry? What was the last thing you did? And she said it jokingly, but she was dead serious. Yeah. Like the last thing she did was the game, which was canceled 10 years ago. At least. Why are they screaming out there? I don't know. I hope they that doesn't carry. Um, she also had the JLo dress. Yeah. Is that the JLo dress that Carrie Colby wore? Did Carrie Colby go to Lay Archive and borrow the dress from Marlo? Do you do you remember know. Carrie Colby yeah. wearing that dress on the runway for Drag Race? Yes. Do we think that that is Marlo's dress. Or is that just my brain? I have no idea. I hope that's true. I think it might be. I believe in it. I believe in it. Um, okay. The first scene of the show, we're also greeted with another entrance of an icon. Sheree Whitfield. Welcome home. Hail to the nom, to the nom, nom, nom. Hail to the nom. She walks into the dance studio and says, oh, somebody dated a billionaire 20 million years ago? That is her first line. <laughs> that is her first line. And it's just like, yes, Sheree is back. She by Sheree, spring, summer, September, she's here. And you know she's like jumps right back into her phone collector because she immediately is the one who goes to Marlo and is like, they're talking shit about you. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. I'm so glad she's back. I am too. And the moment like Drew introduced herself, she was already suspicious. Like Drew just said, like, hello, I'm Drew. And she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't look her in the eye, just looking around. Like, I've got dirt on you. Come to find out, Drew's assistant and Sheree's assistant are the same guy. <laughs> right. So, and he's messy as hell. You got that from, like, the jump. Yes. When we're at Drew's house, Candy walks in. I don't know what this man said, but Candy goes, ooh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, your majesty giving you a shot, your royalty, like, whatever. You got to go ahead and take this shot. And she's like, I don't drink. Like, what? <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> she literally just, ooh. <laughs> it was so good. It was so why does Drew need an assistant? What we have to talk about Drew. We have to talk about Drew. What in the flat tummy tea is going on with Drew? Okay. <laughs> okay. So Drew wants us to believe that we should follow her dropped by Drew or whatever the fuck this weight loss bullshit she's selling. She Neil either Pratt. lost 10 pounds in three weeks or 25 pounds in three weeks. It was definitely 10 pounds, and it was because of a mommy makeover. <laughs> 
She said, I had to get a hysterectomy, so I also got a mommy makeover, which is, like, more fucking power to you, right? Like, live your best body, but you can't then be out here selling, like, diet plans and workout plans. And what's her face? The Olympian was like, she's not in shape. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just so much. And also, like, obviously, she married a fuckboy. And she is sitting with the consequences of that decision. And like last year it's Tampa. Now it's this assistant. Was the assistant in Tampa? Is that where he went? No, I think it's a whole new person. And that's just I think there MO. was whoever was in Tampa and now this assistant. And the way he came at it, like something's not right. He doesn't, he just thinks. He's a fuckboy. Like, he thinks like a fuckboy. He just like, oh, there's no there's no repercussions to my actions. She's just going to have to roll with it. Ladies just need to calm down. And that's why he was like, where's Todd? Where, like, it's like, oh, Todd's not out here getting massages from his fucking assistant. That's for damn sure. Because Candy said, what's her name? And then went and found the bitch's Instagram, which we love to see. That investigative journalism, we love to see from Candy. Harriet the Spy approves this message. Okay, first of all, your assistant wants to give you a massage? Why wouldn't the assistant just book it? Is she trying to get, like, her master's degree in massage therapy? What's going on there? Also, massages tend to be a trope on Bravo because this was literally something that happened on Below Deck last week where this girl gave this guy a massage and then his dick ended up inside of her. And he was like, oh, wait, I don't want to have sex with you. And she's like, you're literally inside of me. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> Disaster. That's a different story. Disaster. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a man and you want to get a massage from your assistant, friend, something, sure, if it is strictly a massage, but... I don't trust it. No, no, <laughs> no. In the history of the world, there has never been an assistant who was not a massage therapist texting their boss, offering massages for just therapeutic purposes. If this man was so busted up, he needed a professional. And what was he busted up from? Sitting on the bench at Rutgers? <laughs> For two years. I know this man. I have met this man. I've been hit on by this man many fucking times. I'm shocked that he's a black man. A black walk-on? Have you met one? I've never. I mean, I went to Wake Forest. There weren't very many black people in general. I mean, I wouldn't have known who was (laughs) sitting on the bench and who wasn't. I wasn't paying that much attention. I was very drunk at the football games. But I'm just saying, like, we all know who this man is. Everyone can clock him from a while away. We're over it. And, like, Drew doesn't deserve much, but she deserves better than this. Mm, But he's cute. But, like, cute's not worth it. Correct. When he's out here treating you like shit. Correct. And making you look like a fucking idiot. He's cute, but you know who's hot? Sonia Richard Ross's husband. This beautiful black man showed up with a salt and pepper beard. I did love that beard. And I was like, who? Juan Dixon, who? 
we have a new house husband supreme. Fuck court. Fuck Mauricio. Not court. Not court. Beat the competition. No. But oh, this meat. I really hope he doesn't fuck up. Like, I know. Please just be like a decent guy, please. Like this is all we beg of you. Just get high with Mauricio, and it's gonna be you'll be yes. fast. Time will tell, but they're a good-looking couple. Yes. I, I like that she went in. Like, she gave us everything real fast. She yes. knows what she's doing. She does. She's watched the show before, but gets it. Yeah, and her family's adding extra layers. We're getting mom and dad. We the Jamaican. see it. They're so Jamaican. The Jamaican. I'm like, I have no idea what you no, all are I'm... talking about. The captions are on. I've got double captions. Like, and I read the captions. What's happening? I don't know what you all are saying. <laughs> but I could listen to it all day long no it's really good so good and she knows who she is and she really came in like right i'm i'm into it i like that she's kind of known candy for a while Mm -hmm. and they've had some fun together because i feel like it's gonna it's that salon it's like you i mean you know i mean i go to the salon with robin (laughs) except not anymore (laughs) my stylist left but once you're in the salon, it's like you're kikiing with yeah. whoever's in the salon. So you do have a good rapport. True. I believe that connection. Yeah. We'd love to see it. She's going to be fun. Um, my biggest problem with her is that she named her child Deuce. Is that, do you think he's a junior? Like his, he's Jonathan Ross Jr. And they just call him Deuce for like the second. I would make that assumption. Okay. Because I didn't like that. We could do a deep dive, but I think that's true. I was just really It's like a Jamaican thing. I was really concerned because I was like, deuce sounds like I've got to go drop a deuce. Yeah, it's not. It sounds like deuce. It sounds like poo cotine or whatever. (laughs) What's it called? (laughs) Do we have anybody else to talk about on Atlanta or do we just need to go back into French and poo confidant? Poo confidant. Yeah, I think. I think let's go to Candy and the gang. All we all we say is we love Atlanta. We're so happy our girls are back. It's gonna be a great fucking season. I mean, we spent twenty minutes talking about Atlanta, and it's only episode one. That's what we are in for, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. All right, who confident? You know what? I'll tell you about these motherfuckers on Candy and the gang. These bitches hustle. They hustle. <laughs> Everybody got a side business. Hustle. Okay. Par- Paris. Patrick apparently has a skincare brand. Pou Confident. Which means confident skin, apparently. That sounds like poop. Yeah. They're all confused. I don't understand what's happening, but like, I guess black people are turning into James Baldwin and are just now discovering French and they're putting French on everything, which sure. But there's a reason why we don't have very many like poo products other than poopery. Right. It's a rough name. Patrick is an interesting one. Very much so. Like, we 
he's obsessed with Safari. And it's like in this, before we move past this, we just need to touch on the fact last week, Safari told us that her real name is Miriam. Miriam, yes. But she just goes by Safari because she likes it. But continue. continue, yes. continue. So Miriam, he's obsessed with young Miriam. Obsessed. And it is in this way that is like um, not adult. Do you know? Like it's this very like seventh grade. Yeah, like she's the we're twin flames, and she's the greatest spirit. Our spirits are connected, and I'm at a higher purpose. It is like it is his first person he's ever had sex with. It's just like this wild thing to watch for an, a grown man who she likened to not likened to called a trick like and his grandmother called him a trick his grandmother his mama his aunt his great aunt everybody called said he was a hoe right and he's like like this is the first woman that has womaned to him and he's obsessed it's not a healthy dynamic it's gonna blow up in their faces and she's like really likes him because he shows her respect and like that respect was do you think she really likes him well, that's or she, she tolerates to him when she got emotional right that he like right he loves her but like the reason was like oh she, he respects me he shows me respect mm-hmm. and that it's not the kind of respect you want like it's like oh because he listens to me that's what she meant mm-hmm it's a, it's a bad news bears. It is. But Patrick is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Right. Um, which we gathered from, I would love to read a quote. I love all sexualities. The GB, the L, T, Q, G, B, Q community. <laughs> He loves them. And that's how we usher in Pride season. <laughs> to be loved. To be loved by Patrick. But I think Aunt Bertha put it best when she walked into that photo shoot and she said, I got out of bed for this. I love Aunt Bertha. I love Aunt Bertha. She gets it. She held up that little bottle. And said what she needed to say and was like, can I go home? Again, why do y'all have me wasting my good gas for this? Yeah, it's all, um, it's so many side hustles. It is so many to keep up with. And what I, you have to love that everybody was like, oh, Candy's letting us on the show. I'm going to sell my egg rolls. I'm going <laughs> to potty oil. I'm going to get my dancing career off. I'm going to. I'm gonna get my modeling career off. I'm gonna. What else are we doing here? Um, we're gonna. We're gonna food truck. <clears throat> well, first of all, good on Dom for dancing to Rick Ross. We love Dom. Yeah. Like when she walked in and they were rehearsing for their number for Pop That. I felt that in my soul. <laughs> I love Pop That. And Rick Ross says, pop that pussy, bitch. It's just, it's everything that I need. I love that for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, but also, 
uh, Brian's shirt with Philip slash Quasi on it. We learned that Philip is a former male model who went by Quasi. And Brian, in true Lana fashion, trolled the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And again, felt that in my soul. Really related to that moment. (laughs) As someone who loves to troll the shit out of her friends, it is my love language. Prepare for a shirt at some point in time. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. I, like, I love them. I love this show. It true, like, just the one-liners are so great. Dom said, you want to corner pimp it? And I got on booty shorts. <laughs> she did not know where she was going. And her and Brandon are standing on the corner. And she's got on these booty shorts with a big butterfly on the back. <laughs> And then Torrin and the gang pulls up on one of those pedal bikes and they wanted to pretend to be excited, but they were like, we're about to do some serious work on this pedal bike. Pedal bike? Pedal tavern? Sure. We know what you mean. (laughs) The thing with the pedals that you bike. I do. I love this show. It just, it makes me happy. It is, it is a joyful little burst in the week. They make me happy. And I don't think that they truly all hate each other the way that they do on like Vanderpump Rules. Right. Where it's like everyone has this inherent hatred towards one another. Right. Like I think the only genuine relationship on Vanderpump Rules is Tom and Tom. Yeah, that's true. Everybody else hates each other. Whereas this, it's like they're faking drama, but it's like drama that lasts for like a day and then they're done and they can hang out and be fun and fine and it's not something that's going to keep coming up yeah they're all like having a blast yeah like we don't know how long we're going to do this let's just have fun listen i'm going to atlanta this weekend i'm like are you gonna go to olg i'm not i'm really only the mother long enough you what i'm not there long enough Oh, I did not know what you said. <laughs> going, I'm only going Friday and I need to come back Saturday morning. But um, I just, just to be in their presence, like maybe I'll like ride past OLG and just like see if I can get eyes. I'll see what work I can do. I gotta, I gotta see Stacey though. It's fair. It's fair. It's not the same kind of trip. It's fair. <laughs> it's not, I don't know if they're gonna be with Stacey Abrams Redbirds. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, Stacey Abrams, OLG, you know, one's more important than the other. You decide who. (laughs) Stacey Abrams is on a mission to save our country. OLG, one could say also on a mission to save our country. You're right. You're right. It's a tough choice. Just saying. It's a tough choice. Okay. Do you have anything else to add for Candy and the gang? No. Just love to see it. We love to see it. We love to be in the place to be. With fried chicken and mac and cheese. Yes. All right. Orange County. Bye. Yeah, bye. I don't even remember what happened. I just watched it, but they were all mad and then they were all fine and they ended with compliments. But yes, so I think um I think OC gave us not a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's it started off great. Yeah. And then it just by the wayside 
it's just not they need like something has to give for it to be a sustainable franchise and I think they've just tried to reinvent it I think Heather coming back was really good I think we got some fun dynamics but it just it's like there's a lot of rules and there's a lot that they will or won't share there's a lot that they're trying to like an image that they're all definitely trying to uphold like Mm -hmm. they're all set like even even Shannon said something about Gina like oh it's so impressive that with six kids your house is so clean and I felt like (laughs) What a weird compliment. <laughs> like that's but that's <laughs> she said it when they were like going around to do their compliments. She said, like, you guys are so about her and her boyfriend, like that they're so like strong and in a healthy relationship and so like normal. And they take care of these kids and that their house, they keep the house so clean. Like it was just this like weird in such good order. It was like such a weird it was like such an OC compliment to be like, oh, and your house looks clean. <laughs> like, it was just, She didn't even say your house is clean. Your house looks like, clean. Like, it was just weird. It was just all, because everything's about how what kind of home they keep and the dinner parties and knowing how, how to cook and yeah. how you take care of your kids. And it's not like real. Right. It's all very superficial for sure. Yeah. And I think because of that, the show feels superficial and then you have this like noella in the mix who breaks all the rules and who doesn't fit anything and who's like a dumpster fire of insanity and it just like pulled all of the focus sucked all the focus yeah like that girl talk about a balloon that somebody needs to put a pin in it like it was just exhausting and like i understand being the only one right i've been that person you've been that person and at the same time, I don't want to make it all about me. <laughs> like when I am the only one, I shrink. I don't want to be that person because then all of those stereotypes are just going to be thrown onto you no matter what you do. So I thought it was really interesting to see her take that approach of being like, I'm so different. I'm so different. Ah! And it's just like, girl, stop. Because it was off-putting yeah. for everybody. Them, us, the viewers, probably the producers, her husband. <laughs> it was just, it was too much. Yeah, it was, she's also not likable. Like, mm-hmm. she's really fake. She's really inauthentic. Even though she's going through these real emotions, like real feelings and responses to stuff, nothing about it felt like the way that a normal person would react to it. So it was like hard to sympathize with her mm-hmm. because it was like, Oh, okay. Your marriage is falling apart. The first night she was like, I'm shaking. I haven't eaten. She goes out for this drink, but then it's still so like, she's like trying to act for the show and she's falling apart and she's just like a lunatic and she's lying and she's making up stories and nothing's adding up. And, you can't get through to her. I don't know. I think she just didn't want it to be this pity party, but she deeply wanted the pity party, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad it's all over. And I, I could just like watch Heather. And be rich. Yeah. I could watch Heather be rich and like love her queer kids and be fine with it. 
Same. And, like, occasionally see her go on trips with some other girls and do some fun stuff. Dr. Jen I could never see again. Noella I could never see again. And be just fine. And they need more, like, younger, fresher people. I like Emily. I like Gina for the most part. Shannon makes me laugh still to this day. I, I Yeah, I just think she Shannon. should be a friend of. Speaking of friend of... Jackie Goldschneider has been demoted. And with that, I guess we're transitioning to Jersey <laughs> because that was the news that I needed. And Tracy's not back. Good riddance. Right. Who added not one thing. Like, that girl was just like lurch. She was tall, like hovering over everybody. Yeah, her spine does cause me distress. <laughs> this coliosis. Girl, get a back brace. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm glad that we're done with Jackie on the, <laughs> on the heels of her opening up about her eating disorder. <laughs> they were like, God. They were like, you're not, no one's, you're not testing well, babe. <laughs> no one cares that you have an eating disorder, which is sad because nobody cares about you. Like, yes. at the end of the day, that's what that means. No one cares about you as a human. And listen, when you're going through something similar to Noelle, when you're going, when you're in the thick of something, it's all you can think about. It's all you can talk about, right? Like I get it. Mm -hmm. However, I'm watching a television show Mm -hmm. and your job is to perform for me for this television show. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching it way. to listen to you talk about eating a bite of coleslaw. Like it causes me anxiety. And that's not what I'm watching this show for. For you to eat grilled chicken and one bite of coleslaw. It's not doing it for me. I, I just need her to be more or to be fun or to bring any fucking storyline like it's nothing that was her storyline that and that evan was getting his dick sucked right also i think evan might have been getting his dick sucked by a guy i love that for him i think so like i was getting those vibes as i was watching the last episode he was like I don't remember who it was, but it was, like, some random guy. But he was very nice and friendly with this, like, new guy. And I was like, "Ah! Ah!" am I getting fucked? I'd love a buy story for Evan. We'd love to see it. That would have kept her on the show. Yeah. Now, listen, I, at the beginning of all of this with Evan, I didn't necessarily believe it was true. But now that we've been talking about it for two years, at her hand... I definitely do believe it's true. I've never believed anything more. Mm -hmm. Because, like, tell me one more time that your husband's the greatest husband of all time, which is, like, exactly what every housewife says before they get divorced. Ding, ding, ding. Hope you're doing great. Like, she just, the the whole cast of characters of Jersey I find exhausting, really. Like, there's a reason why it's the shortest franchise. Like Jersey always like starts and then it's done. Cause you can't watch more of it. There's mm-hmm. no, it's not fun. Mm-mm. There's so much screaming and there's so much like mean girl shit. And this Margaret thing, like Margaret really c- tried to come in this episode and be like, Oh, I, 
I loved Teresa. I'm in pain because I loved her so much. It's like you didn't talk about loving her at all the entire season. This is the first you mentioned that you were coming from this place of love and concern about Louie, which like if you were, you know how to come to Teresa, right? Like you would have gone to her privately and had a conversation, mm -hmm. right? You weren't going to, you keep bringing up these videos. You talked about it with your mom on camp. You talked about it in every other scene, right? Like you weren't just bringing it to her out of concern. You were making sure it got on the show mm -hmm. and Teresa fucking knew what you were doing. And Louis right to be fucking over it. Mm -hmm. I would also be fucking over it. Mm -hmm. And like, listen, is Louis a perfect guy? No. Is is any of this stuff true? I don't fucking know. But what I do know is that like Teresa just like wanted you to stop fucking talking about it because she didn't want it to be on the fucking show because she just wanted to have a nice season with a nice man that she loved and sit in her fucking love bubble. And if you really loved her, you could have let her fucking do it. You could have talked to her about it after production wrapped. It wasn't that fucking serious. I did love Louie though being like, you don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. Like that was hot. Being like, you could be done. You don't have to put up with these women anymore. Yeah. And if Teresa leaves, they don't have a show. I don't know what they're going to do. But if she leaves, Jersey's dead. Like, we're not watching. I'm not watching Melissa and Margaret. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Be mean to Jennifer. No. Absolutely not. Like, it won't. You can't carry on. Like, Teresa has been carrying this franchise. Yeah. Like, from the beginning to the end. Like, she is the one who put Jersey on the map. Yeah. And if you lose her, the show is dead. So they know they can't lose her. But at the same time, all of these girls know that they're, like, attached to her. So they're going to do whatever it takes to just make her life miserable. And then what? You're all out of a job? Is that the end game here? Because y'all can't carry a show. No. If Teresa's gone, they do one season without her, nobody watches, and then they have to recast the whole show. I mean, here's the thing. I stopped watching Jersey for a while. And by a while, I think two seasons. Okay. <laughs> um, just because, like, I couldn't hand Like, when it was just, like, Teresa and Melissa, like, at each yeah. other's throats, I was like, this is not okay like i don't feel comfortable watching this like it makes me sad to watch yeah. this and like that's not why i'm watching tv and then they re-shifted everything um but Teresa, you don't have to do this girl they can send jersey away yeah if you go get your get your spinoff with louie and your beautiful girls We'd watch that. Yeah. Or cut the whole show. Everyone's fired. Teresa leaves. Everyone else is fired. And it's Gia and a young cast. And I'm watching I'm watching 20-somethings in Jersey led by Gia. Who are all in these, like, committed relationships. I could be here for that. Because they have that old school, you're my man, like, uh -huh. mentality. Yeah. And they're having fun. They're gorgeous. They're level-headed. Teresa pops in sometimes to just like I don't need a level-headed. Well, G is level-headed. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want all no. of them the rest of the cast of characters is in. But it's like G is like early 20s, fresh out of college. 
gang. They got money. They got new jobs. You know what I say? They got men. Some turret around the castle Jersey Shore. And Gia. I'd be here for it. I mean, I'm the only person that's still watching Jersey Shore. I don't want the castle Jersey Shore, but I do just want, I would love a Jersey, I would love like Gia on summer vacation. Summer house? Yeah, but no, like not with summer house people. Like Gia at the Jersey Shore over oh, the summer. Okay, I follow. I follow. <laughs> yeah, like Jersey Shore, but richer. Yeah, but Jersey Shore—they're rich now. I know, but they weren't rich when they were young. No, they weren't. Anyway, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna play with it. Bravo! We'll send you some ideas, and then just pay us for our thinking. Somebody and... just fucking pay us, so we don't have to work. Anymore. Yeah, that's the end of the story. And Jer- and that's the end of Jersey. Can't wait for the reunions. That's the end of Jersey. The reunion's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Like when Teresa called Joe, when Teresa said, "You are a bitch boy," it's like whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can't wait to see it. 90 day fiance. Oh my god. <laughs> this season is already giving me what I need. I feel like I say this at the beginning of every season of 90 day fiance, and then it just becomes like a chore. But right now, it's perfect. Yeah, there's a moment where it's a long it's a long haul, but now it's bright, it's fresh. Can we start with Sheeta and Team, what's his name? Bilal. Bilal. Team Shida. All the way. That bitch is a motherfucking queen. First of all, she's stunning. Gorge. Second of all, when she walks into that rundown, dilapidated house and says, is there rats in the kitchen? <laughs> I said... Fair question. Well, and he says, do I look like a person who would have rats in my kitchen? She's like, the ceiling's falling. Yes. <laughs> so, absolutely. I mean, y'all, so he takes her to this house that was his childhood home to prank her. Prank. And test her, basically, to see if she's, like, in it for the money. Now, mind you, this man flew to Trinidad with Louis Vuitton luggage, expensive suits, Fancy belts and shoes. Presented one way. And so that's the only way she knows him. So then she gets to this house, which is his hold. She gives up her entire life, moves to another country to be with someone who she thought was one way. Yes. And then gets to this house. And then she gets to this house. And the house is his childhood home. And it's not the issue is not that it is a small house, that it is a in a bad neighborhood. The issue is that the house has not been lived in for 15 years. And he basically comes through and kind of stages it badly. Like, and the ceiling is falling. The fridge is dirty. Like, it's not, it's not like a nice home. Home. It's not a clean home to live in. I think if the house had been lived in, if he had actually lived in that house and the ceiling weren't collapsing and the and the kitchen were updated and it didn't look like no one had lived there for 15 fucking years. She was ready to make it work. She was still going to make it work. She's in there like cleaning up and doing all this stuff. 
And he's then like mad at her. Like she's this gold digger and presenting it. Like she's so awful. And then all of that, they get through this night by the grace of like an angel. She wakes up and apologizes to him Yeah, because she was like harsh with her words. And, like, why people in this show refuse to understand that when you get off of a long flight, like, you don't want to deal with fucking bullshit. This is the story of the show. Everybody gets off the plane and they're like, go in on them so fucking hard. And it's like, I just landed. <laughs> like, We just hopped off the plane at LAX with a dream and a car. So then they get to the new house. And, uh, or to his actual home. And it's beautiful and she's so happy and she walks in. He's got a wall of expensive gifts for her. He's got all this stuff laid out, the flowers on the bed, this whole fucking thing. And it's like, you think she's the gold digger, but you are pouring lavishness on her, right? Like it is just nothing. He's so insecure. Mm-hmm. And like I- Next week, we're going to get this scene with his mom and his sister. And I'm already fucking pissed for her Mm -hmm. because it's not fucking fair to paint her this way. She did nothing wrong. She had a normal fucking reaction to showing up in a rundown home Mm -hmm. to live in where she had just moved her whole fucking life. Um, My favorite scene from this week was when she called her mom and showed her mom the house and her mom laughed and said, that's America. And it's like, yeah, girl. Yeah. And then her mom was like, get your butt back on the plane and get back here. And I love her. I love her mother. I love her. Like, I love her accent. I could listen to her talk Mm -hmm. all day long. When Iante gets drunk, that comes out. And Iante, like, her Trini accent just starts, like, coming out with like certain words and I'm like keep talking keep talking and I texted Iante and I was like there is a Trini girl on 90 Day Fiance you need to watch it and she's like really do we hate her and I was like no I'm obsessed we love her and we're she's obsessed. a beauty yeah stunning yeah and like naturally stunning like mm-hmm. she's stunning in sweatpants and no makeup like she is serving mm-hmm. something that like everybody else wishes they could Miona wishes she could Yes, but I don't hate Miona. Do you hate Miona? I don't hate her, but I don't like her. Oh, I like Miona. First of all, I get it. Who wants to be in Rapid City? Period. If you're from Serbia, what the hell are you going to do in Rapid City? Now, I hear you on this, except that he has no fucking money. That part. And what he has said to her is, like, we got to stay here for six months to a year so that we can have money to move to L.A. L.A. is very expensive. Those are just facts. She can't work, and he's, like, a musician who isn't working, who's now hustling and, like, mowing lawns and shit. Yes, but his friends are being, like, you need to come back to L.A. Like, the gigs are picking up. Like, we're ready to start. But she doesn't want him to go gig with them because she hates them. So he's not in a great spot and he needs to be making some money if they're going to have a life. Yeah. And he just needs to like tell her that like if you want to live in L.A., this is the stipulation. But I do believe he has said that. I've heard him say that. (laughs) And so she's refusing to accept that because she doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. 
And that's just not reality. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to live there, but like if Lila was like, girl, we got to move to South Dakota. If we had to move to Indiana for a year to get shit together and it was the only way that we were going to like get through the rest of our dreams, I would move to fucking Indiana for a year. That's nice. And feel like That's I'm all love. in. It's love. It's love. I'm all in. Our lives are together. That's why I'm single. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> she's single and she's stubborn. She's not going anywhere. Um, but like at the same time, like I feel like Miona, you can tell that she's like, okay, I've got to make the best of this. And like when Rachel Dolezal and his daddy were talking to her mm-hmm. about like how they needed to like contribute to the house she was willing and right. ready more so than he was like she was like yeah we'll cook you a meal i don't know if it'll be any good but we could go get hamburger helper and whip something up like she is ready to be a team player like she knows that like her his parents are letting them stay with them out of the goodness of their heart and she needs to be polite and mm-hmm. respectful and i think she is putting on like her best face. I agree. In multiple ways. <laughs> I agree, which is why I don't hate her. Yeah. I mean, I just, if I, I don't even know what Rapid City would be like. I don't even want to go to Rapid City. And I'm an American. So, like, I can't imagine what it would be like for someone who has this vision of America from what they've seen on TV and is expecting. An LA, a New York, a Chicago, a metropolitan area, just to be plopped down into the second largest city in South Dakota. I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't want to live in South Dakota. I would not move to America to be in South Dakota, but she got on the plane. She got on the plane and headed for the plane. I mean, it is what it is <laughs> at this point. Like, you, you're on the show, babe. Just, like, do what you gotta do. Yes. His little, like, red carpet for her was, like, cute. It was and, like, cute. the photo shoot. Like, I think that they're a cute couple. Yeah. I think he just kind of needs to, like, buck up or something. Yeah. Like, he's got this, like, cool guy vibe. But even the way that, like, he, like, kind of cowers when he, like, talks to his mom. I'm like, come on. Say it with your chest. Put a little energy in it. Yeah, he's afraid of his mother for sure. Yes. Which respectfully so yeah i would be too well especially if she was still financing your life yes and i she's got to be a tough lady to be a black woman who lives in rapid city right like i don't know what that's about speaking of black people in small towns we've also got kobe and emily in salina kansas And again, don't really know much about what goes on in those parts of the country, but I can't imagine that there are a ton of black people in Salina, Kansas. There was one other one in the restaurant. At like a hotel bar. Yeah. So he was probably there on business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck did I end up in Salina, Kansas? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the only thing I really have to say about Kobe and Emily is that like, she should have told him 
before he flew that they were gonna have this date night that was really mean it I also just think she was like, this is her only chance. But I think what she could have done is they could have gone. She could have brought the baby with her to the airport. They could have like all had a family night together. And then the next week they could have gone on a date night. Like, do you know what I mean? Like she, I get that they wanted to fuck, but like, well, I don't know if like her parents, I think she was at the mercy of her parents at the same time. But what's the difference with her parents? If she, if it's like that night or a Maybe night a week later her parents might not have been there but her or... sister's there her sister lives in the house too i just feel like somebody would have done them a solid also I'm like sure. i'm sure that I'm baby sure. sleeps i think she just wanted to fuck like i think she was being very selfish no yeah and he said that but yeah. i think like he's not met his kid in 17 months and i, I think completely he agree he should have been like able to meet him. and she made it like he was disappointed about her and it was just like that's he really just wanted to meet his kid and i just thought it was a bummer yeah did you th- take it that way that he she was like oh he's disappointed in me i feel like she kind of was like because she was gearing it up that way. She said, I hope he wants to. I hope he wants to have a night with me. I hope he, like, whatever, because of her insecurities about her body. But it's, like, not about her body. It's, like, deeply about the fact that he's not met his child and he wants to meet his child. And, like, you should be thrilled about that fact. Yeah. Anyway, I hope they had great sex. And oh, I'm sure they did. I'm excited to see him meet her, his baby. She's probably got baby number two on the way. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Um, the last couple I think that we have this week, Muhammad and Eve. Yes. Do we think that Muhammad is truly looking for a mother or if this is like a lost in translation sort of conversation? Because he said that he was looking for someone just like his mom. And I didn't know if that was like, oh, like a, an Oedipus complex sort of thing where it's like you're looking for someone like your mother or your father, that sort of thing. Or if he truly wants a mom. I think, I think he wants someone like his, like I do think he meant like I want someone that takes care of me as well as my mother takes care of me. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he met like, mama. I want my mama, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I think he, I do think he met like, I want someone that takes, my mom takes good care of me and I want someone that takes good care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like a culture thing that that's lost there, mm-hmm. but it's still weird. And he's weirdly controlling and I, it's not going to go great. It's not going to be smooth. And she, like, thinks it's fine. But she also has this 12-year-old kid that's, Who has like... special needs. Yeah, and I just don't know how this is going to shake out. I'm nervous. I hate when people get their kids involved, period. But, like, this seems even more delicate because you know that that child requires so much more attention yeah. and care. So, I don't think bringing in somebody who's never been to this country probably you there's obviously a language barrier yes i don't think that that bodes well for this situation and it makes me really uncomfortable i'm not gonna lie no i'm not i'm really not thrilled about it i'm glad that we're like not getting eyes on him with this kid i I hope we don't really for a long time honestly i just think it's not great and i don't I don't 
I don't love it. I also don't love that she took his virginity. (laughs) I find it just like a rough fact for this man who's looking for a mother figure. It's all, it's all complicated. It feels very complicated and icky. (laughs) I don't believe the sex is as good as she's portraying it to be. It can't be. I'm saying that right now. It cannot be. That man does not know his way around a vagina. Yeah. And she's so fun and vibrant and like her friends she's are so cute. fun. And I just felt like she's like wants to be with this hot guy so badly that she's just like, I'll change all the things. Like she's just going to overlook all of the glaring red flags. Yeah, she's like cleaning out her closet for him so that he doesn't have to like, so she doesn't wear her slutty clothes anymore. Lady, wear, wear your slutty clothes. Wear your slutty clothes. Wear your fucking bikini. Yeah, especially if you're going to the beach. Right. Where are they? They're In not Arizona, maybe. Okay. But like, she's a, I mean, she's not allowed to wear bikinis anymore. If you're not allowed to wear anything in your marriage, that ain't it, babes. No, not that ain't for it. me. It won't work for me. I can tell you that much. I'm excited for this season. I think it's, gonna it's be good. good. It's good. I think there's still a couple couples we haven't even met yet. Yes, and... Tice and this bro. Mm-hmm. They keep showing like scenes for. I'm like, this is gonna be a disaster of epic proportions. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Binium and Ariella and. Oh, right. Wish throwing a glass of wine on Ariella. Just a full glass. What a waste. <laughs> like, it was also not, like, it was not warranted in any way. Like, it was just the reaction was so big. It is, but, like, Ariella has been a dick to those girls. Like, and she, another one, like, weaponized her, like, white womanhood and, like, threatened to like never come back with their child knowing that that had happened to him before like he has another yeah. child with a white woman somewhere in america and will never see that child because she just took him and he expressed like his fears to ariella his family expressed their fears and that's what happened but now binium is going over there because she did take the kid and was like, it's, he's, we're going for this hernia surgery. But like, at the same time, while they were there, she was like, oh, it's getting delayed. It's getting delayed. And oh, but you're like hanging out with all these people. I'm not going to come back. And then she didn't come back. She went to Kenya and was like, you need to meet me in Kenya. So it was just like, all of these, everything was on her turn. So I understand the family's frustration, but it was a very extreme reaction. But I get why they're like not convinced that him leaving isn't because of her. I feel that, yes. But I I do think like it was his decision and responsibility to tell his family. He chose yes, to yes. not tell them until the night before at this public thing. Yes. That's on him. That's not on her. And yes. they were like, you should have told us. She was like, me? Yeah. I don't I think mean, she should have told them because she would have got her ass kicked. But like, right. Especially given their strained relationship. Of course yeah. she wasn't. Like, he should have fucking told them. 
And that's on him. Yes. And that's just all there is to it. But I, you know, excited to see them, how they do in Jersey. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like them. Their kid is cute as fuck. Yeah. That kid is adorable, but I don't like them. And I can't stand her. Um, I don't know if, like, this ex of hers is going to be back in the picture. That'll be interesting, I guess. But I'm not excited about them. And her crooked face really bugs her, me. Her face is really bothering. It's like Tracy Scoliosis put in a face. It is. <laughs> Maybe it's a Jersey thing. Maybe. Shout out to our listeners from New Jersey. Shout out to Jersey. Have we done it? Have we done them all? We've done it all. And now we have shout outs. I've got two shout outs. Go for it. My first shout out is to Karen Huger. I would like to apologize because I did not understand the full scale of this show. Do I want to watch the show? No, but I am reading a book about, it's right there, um, Reconstruction, not Reconstruction, The Great Migration. And it's a nonfiction book. This guy is basically making an argument about how the Great Migration decimated the black community and the only way to fix it is by having another great migration so everybody who moved to the north needs to come back to the south to help revitalize the community but one of the points he makes in the book is that everybody who did move north forfeited their rights to own land so the amount of people who actually oh amount of black people who owned land in the south was very, very tiny. And as the years progressed and people continued to leave because the situation was just so bad, it was less and less and less. So the fact that they're trying to keep wooden farms in the family and black owned in the South, I get it. Now I get it. Do I think turning it into a winery is going to make it prosperous and in, make people want to go to Surrey County? No. <laughs> but I applaud them for figuring out the succession plan to keep the land within their family. I understand how sacred it is. My second shout out is the complete opposite of everything that I just said. My second shout out is to a cisgender straight white beta male that I know and I consider a friend. He wants to come on our show. It's not the vibe. <laughs> he, he just no. wants, I said, Sam, what are you going to talk about? He said, I'm going to set the record straight. About what? What record do we need to set straight? You barely watch Bravo. Pass. We're going to pass on that. Sam, you can, I don't know, share your secrets somewhere else, but it won't be on this podcast. There is no record to set straight. This is a sacred space for empowered women and queer folks. Sam, you don't fit the mold. Love you! 
Um, I don't, I don't know what my shout out should be, but I think it should be Talana because it's tourist season. We've entered the tourist season, and and the, if anyone loves their season, it's a tourist. <laughs> To Lana, to Megan, to John, to Cherie, to my tourist love bugs. Happy tourist season. Oh my fucking God. First of all, let's just talk about the weather right now. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Like everything great is going on. I'm going to the Mormon temple this week. Like May is here. It is perfect. It's excellent. It's great. Shout out to all my fellow Torrens. Um, shout out to Tucker. His birthday was last week. Tucker, we love you. We love you, Tucky. Um, it's just everything. We love a Taurus. I just did my bullhorns. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Goydell, Annie's husband, also a Taurus. Shout out to Cole. His first birthday is coming up. Annie will not be at my birthday party because it's also Cole's birthday party, which is, I'll allow it, you know? I mean, she's got to be there for her child's first birthday. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough one to miss. <laughs> <laughs> what if she just had the party and was like, sorry, I'm going to want us? <laughs> I mean, it's an option. Just kidding. All right. Do we have anything else to say? No. Wow, you really blew me away with the shout out to me. Wasn't expecting that. Oh my God, I love it. Well, it would have been too on the nose if I did it on your birthday. Yeah, next week, baby. <sighs> I'm ready, guys. We're ready. We're ready. Beverly Hills premieres on my birthday. Is that a gift from the gods? Obviously. Yes, it is. If you guys want to come over, we're watching Beverly Hills on my DMs. Let me know if you want to come. If I, I like you. <laughs> like a true Taurus. If she doesn't respond, it's because she doesn't like you. <laughs> or know you. Shout out to my 143 unread text messages. <laughs> love you all um even if i don't know you i do love you because that's what jesus said <laughs> not jesus and on jesus we're out bye follow us like us do all the things you know the drill all right we're out love you bye bye, bye.